This yes. is Chris. Yes. This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. That voice you heard is indication of we're back. The KG yes, Wildcat and Doc podcasts are back. Doc, right now, as we speak, is doing his own show for Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab on Facebook and YouTube. But the Fifth Wildcat and I are resuming this. It's been th- three years. I don't know how many years it's been, but it's been a while since we've done a podcast like this. And Dr. Cavill will uh, join us when he's uh, available. So the trio will be back in some form or fashion. Won't put a timetable on it. But anyway, Wildcat, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we, we're all going through changes and all. And let's get into it. Uh, you know, for those who saw me, listened to me, uh, be guest host on the lunch break for KYK, uh, Wildcat, Jerry Lee, Willie Jr. joined the, uh, some of those shows, helped me fill the time and, and talk some sports, which uh, inspired me to resume our fifth Wildcat podcast here that we're doing now. So let's just do what we do, folks. In case you don't know, if you are not a a uh, aware of the KG and Fifth of Wildcat podcast, we hold nothing back. We toss rocks at folks who deserve to be hit with rocks. So if the truth hurts, just say ouch. And you will hear this during these podcasts. It's not, it's a you problem. It's not our problem. It's a you problem. So, Mr. Woodley, I understand you were at uh, the campus of Houston Baptist University on Monday. Uh, for what reason, sir? Well, two things. One, I understand why it was uh, it was it was scheduled for Monday. It, it took me to to, to go and, and get back home and start get uh, go online. But on Monday, HBU announced and presented their new uh, Huskies baseball coach. I had to, I had to, I had to get out of the men's and women's because baseball has their their program and softball has theirs. But Lance Berkman, former Mister Astro. Former Mr. Rice, Mr. Player of the Year, Golden Globe, Glove, uh, play, uh, NC2A, uh, College World Series Player of the Year, uh, Lance Berkman is taking over the reins at uh, H- HBU in the dugout. He'll be the guy that had a foot on the uh, on the first step, and he had a lot to talk about. But one thing he's he's happy about is, is getting an opportunity, and he mentioned that uh, you know that's. Uh, there's some kind of a stigma about uh, former major league players getting into a, uh, college baseball. You know, a lot of guys start out in, uh, with their own kids, but also a lot of guys start out on the high school level and then move up if they if they desire to. But uh, Lance, is, he said he's been looking forward to getting into college baseball coaching. He's, he's wanting to teach. And he's found him a place now at uh, HBU, and they're going to make that happen. He said uh, he's also in the process of getting his putting his staff together. He should be ready within about uh, uh, no more than about two to three weeks at the longest. You know, putting it all together. Then putting you know, once he gets his staff together, he'll be putting some camps and all on campus, and be getting around and talking to folks. Um, the other thing that he mentioned, he talked about, it's, it's changed, college baseball has changed a lot since he played on that level. You know, back when he was playing, he, they started. He started out with the wooden bat, and they moved over to the to the aluminum. And there were a lot more position situations. The team either was overloaded in bats, or the team was overloaded in pitches. And now it's a combination of things. And with all this, the social media platforms and all that you're capable of getting on, you can find recruits. It doesn't matter you working hard and busting your tail and all, and getting out there and go and go getting them. So he he he's talked talked well about you know why why he wanted to go with uh, the the uh, HBU program. I talked to him uh, quite a few of the media folks here in town because it was Lance. You know they showed up and and uh, everybody had questions. Uh, the one thing that, like I've mentioned so far this summer, that transfer portal, Chris, the fans, uh, that is a big deal right now for everybody. Not so much as far as how you recruit, but what you recruit 
And if the guy, if the person you're bringing in is going to fit what you're trying to do and take it moving you forward. And as Coach Sarkeesian mentioned uh, a week or so ago, it is about can he help your program now? Because that's hold why that, you're going to the transfer report. Hold that thought. See, you're, you're doing, you're dropping names and stuff. Folks don't realize you're talking about Steve Sarkeesian, the Texas Longhorns football coach, because you were at the Longhorns <laughs> luncheon last week because you are the college sports reporter. So just that's, that's my folks, job. That, that's what I correct. do. Right. That's what you do. But you got to let folks know that you are. Hey, like I said, we haven't done this in years. Folks don't know who you are. So you got to indicate to them that, that you know what you're talking about. You're dropping these knowledge, dropping these names. Just let folks know you're the college sports reporter. This is who you are. You're talking about Steve Sarkeesian at, at Texas because of where you were. Where were you last week? Last Wednesday morning, the first outing that he said uh, that uh, the UT, the University of Texas Longhorns head football coach, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, was in town at the, at the Houston Touchdown Club, and he talked to alumni. He talked to media. It was an outpouring. Uh, the banquet room was full, um, and I mean full. Longhorns were out in droves. It was a packed house. There was no empty seats, uh, which tells you they are ready. They're ready for a change. They're ready for a new direction. And they're hoping that uh, Stark, uh, Sark can take them where they want to go. They want to be relevant again, which I don't blame them. I mean, you're putting money into the program, and you, uh, 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 you, you're Texas. Okay. You're, you and I both know they, they want to brag about being the, the flagship uh, flag flag of, uh, of Texas Division One FBS football. Let, let me ask you right there. Okay. Is the money they're spending for Coach Sark, is it going to be well spent? Will he make them relevant? Because I remember saying in, in past podcasts when uh, Tom Herman beat USC and national media said the Longhorns are back, and then they finished 6-6 six and six, or some trash like that. They weren't back for Jack. So will the Longhorns be back? And be back meaning national – championship caliber back two things are going to have to happen and you and i we've talked about this you know for the last year or so especially this 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 season in the fall and in the spring if you don't have the quarterback position secure you are in trouble the other thing is you must have big guys up front on both sides of the ball that can either push or hold off Holding off, that means they're protecting the quarterback and he's getting things done. The quarterback that you have is capable of get, looking downfield and getting things done. But you must be able to push people around on both the, the offensive and defensive front four, front five. If Because if you can't, you and I have seen a lot of football teams go by the wayside just because of that. Correct. So I ask you again, are they back? How long will it take them to be quote unquote back if ever will they be back oh now they'll be it, it, uh, they'll be back the question is now i don't know what they have exactly to start the season off with i mean it's names out there uh spring drills the spring drills they start summer uh, workouts and all here i think uh coach mentioned um within the next two or three weeks Chris, I just don't know because I don't know what they look like and nobody has, has really put a a stamp on what they've seen so far because they just okay, don't know. They've been playing against each other. It's not until the fall when we'll all find out who, you know, who's who. The only True. team that we can, two teams right now that we know of that pretty much is ready to go to work if they said the season was starting in July. That's Ohio State and Alabama. Everybody else, they got to prove themselves. Yeah, Clemson. Well, yeah, but you, but they don't have a quarterback. You know, we, we don't know about their quarterback. That's true. No, because because he's new in replacing Trevor Lawrence. But in terms of nationally relevant program, they they have ascended to that level. Right. They they have ascended to what Florida State used to be under Bobby Bowden in the nineties. Yeah. Where you you pencil them in as a top five program year in year. Yeah, I would I would do that. I would do that. 
Okay, let's 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 bounce back because then I'm ready to toss some rocks. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, just locally. It'll okay, yeah, just locally. locally now. We're, ta we're talking. We, we talk baseball. Lance Berkman, HBU. I'm gonna get to Rice in a second. Rice baseball, but as yeah. a U of A alum, I'm going to talk about Todd Whitting and the 1934 Shoes and Cougars baseball team that went seven twenty one in the conference. They were next to last because Memphis was seven twenty five in conference. So. And both teams, U of H baseball, Memphis baseball, were the cellar dwellers in the American. But as a U of H alum, Todd Whitting needs to go. It's baseball. Basketball is my sport. I know all that. But as a U of H alum, as someone who spends money in U of H athletics, as someone who has heard the president, President Couture, say she has fired coaches for winning less than going eight and four. She expects championships. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, Todd Whitting has one championship True. in baseball. So he needs to go. What do you say? Agree, disagree? Should we give him more time? He's been there, what, nine, ten years? He's been there too long when he hasn't gotten to Omaha. I know that. I think he got there in yeah. 2011. Uh, and I'm like this. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I've been a uh, I've been accustomed to going off high. It used to be like a, a regular trip. I would add on. It's like you and I going to the final, final four, the women's final four on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at baseball here in the state of Texas, you look at three schools off the top, Rice, TCU, and UT. Dallas Baptist has come on with some help from outside sources, but they're where they need to be right now. That's the third team in the in the state that you you talk about. Um, that's consistently have have made it have made a turnaround and they getting things done. U of H needs to get to a situation where they need to be taking control of that conference. Nobody needs to be accepting the excuse about Tulane, Southern Miss. Uh, who else is it? Oh, no, 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 uh, not seven minutes, UCF. UCF, I'm sorry. Uh, they should be taking control of that conference. Especially, they should be competing a lot better against Tulane than they are. I'm I don't know how they're going to get, get to that point. but The U of H archives here. 2016, they tied for fifth in the American. 2017, they tied for first. They were co-champs. Finished 15 and 9 in conference, 42 and 21 overall. 2018, they were first in the conference, 16 and 8 in conference, 38 and 25 overall. 2019, tied for fourth, only 12 and 12, that's 500, 32 and 24. So the decline began right there. 2020, COVID, only went 6 and 9, didn't have a chance to have conference games. And then this past season, going 7 and 21 in conference. So something happened after the 2018 season when they were, were conference champs and finished first and went 16 and eight in 2018 to go from that to seven and 21 in conference in just three short years, three, three seasons. I, I can't answer for them. I, I, I can't uh, just, just because of the fact that they've had opportunities. Uh, this past season, I'm not giving anybody a free ride because at some point you should have been able to overcome. You brought players in and some kind of way it just never gelled together. As a, as a team, not so much as a coaching staff, but as a team, as a unit. Guys got to figure out on their own. They got to have they a coming Jesus amongst themselves. The the season, they lost done. seven straight. They ended the season with a seven-game losing streak. Okay, like I said, three bad seasons in a row. Three three seasons yeah. in a row, Rice Baseball fired their coach. Correct? Yeah. He was there three seasons. Yeah. fired it, 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 They never got any better. They never overcame. Um, I know it had – a lot of it has to do with the cupboard was bare when it got – when when – Coach Braga was brought in, and he just never could overcome the recruiting part of it. And 
Conference USA, it's a hard conference. But damn it, at some point, you, you got to cut this, cut the apron spring. A lot of money has been put in both of those programs. They've got facilities that, that's scheduled, that that's, were built to host not just a regional, not just a conference tournament, but a super regional. Yes, sir. And that's not happening right now. They've got to overcome that, both of them. That was a time during uh, the late to middle 2000s that both of those two schools were scheduling super regionals at the same time in the same conference. Right. And Rice was going on a regular basis. For about an eight-year run, they were going to Omaha. The two years that U of H had an opportunity not to just go to Omaha, but to go to Omaha and win, Rice was standing in their way. And in 2003, U of H won the first game out of the two out of, three, out of the uh, Super Region. Rice pulled it off with the next two, and they never looked back. The administration at both of those two schools. Got to make a decision. And ha- one has made one. And I'm looking at it like this. Rice knew they had to make the turnaround before U of H did. That was like a, a mantra amongst the administration that's in charge right now. So uh, I don't know where they go and, and find that person. But me, myself, they're going to probably have to go the um, private school route academic school route just because of where they are and and how how it's structured because you and I both know academics at Rice ain't going to change. It's just not going to change. So who they have a list for they're going to go to to make that turnaround. But the one thing that Lance and I talked about and I'm going back and forth but this is a conversation that I do and I have with these coaches and all when I talk to them. They've got to find a minimum of two recruiters each. Two recruiters each. One guy that can get position players and one guy that can find some pitches. That's how they're going to be able to get that turnaround. So with and that, I, and like I said, anything else you want to block my way. Yeah, you know, I say all that, talking baseball, because some, some folks – well, y'all sure talk a lot of baseball and, and KG, you, you don't like baseball. That's true. I don't. But that doesn't mean I, I don't know the sport. Don't get it twisted. I know sports. OK, <laughs> I've been involved in sports longer than some listeners have been alive, longer than some of these youngsters on local radio in, in town have walked this earth. And, and who got opportunities that I don't have. So to that end, I'm going with my own platform so I can say what I want to say. And say, it, say how I want to say it and present it how I want to present it. That's what we've done. That's what we learned from the Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, years ago. To make your own path, stick with your own path and be professional and be informed. And that's what we're doing. But back to it. President Couture says you want champions. Todd Whitting has not won a championship in going on three years. Dana Hogwarts on the football. What does he want at U of H? I'm asking you, what does he want? What has they done in football? <laughs> Nothing, really. I mean, he, well, he had. Let's just be honest. He, he, hadn't, he hadn't done anything. He has not done anything. So is he going into his third year? Will, will this be a, yeah. his third season? Yes. Okay, so it's, it's time for him to put up and get it done, too. Right. But and I'm going to go down the schedule. I, Here, here's the schedule that they have for this coming season. It's okay. U.S. football. September 4th, NRG Stadium, Saturday, 6 p.m. on ESPN, Texas Tech. Saturday, September 11th, on CBS Sports Network at Rice. Saturday, September 18th. That could be a tight game. And that rice, that rice kickoff is at 5.30 p.m. 
Saturday, September 18th, 6 p.m., home game at TDECU Stadium. Game will be on ESPN Plus, Grambling. Saturday, September 25th, 25th, also at home, TDECU Stadium, first conference game of the season for the Cougs versus Navy. Friday, October 1st, 6.30 p.m. at Tulsa. Thursday, we're getting getting shorter uh, days off between games. Thursday, October 7th, 6.30 p.m. ESPN, also on ESPN, at Tulane. That's a loss. Uh, Got two weeks off. That might be a fight, man. Tulane game might be a fight. If it's going on, if if we're going on coaching, I'm picking Tulane's head coach. October 23rd, Saturday, homecoming. Still ain't going, but homecoming versus ECU. That game is TECU Stadium. Saturday, October 30th, home game. Home game versus SMU. Saturday, November 6th at USF. Saturday, November 13th at Temple. Yeah, they can lose that one. Friday, home versus Memphis. November 19th, 8 p.m. Game is scheduled for ESPN2. The last game of the season. Last regular season game of the season. Saturday, November 27th, 11 a.m. CBS Sports Network at UConn. So their non-conference games are UConn, Grambling, Rice, and Texas Tech. Three of those four, seriously, really? Mm. Are you a big-time program or not? But now, it's going to be interesting the the weekend that they play Grambling. TSU plays Rice at the same time. Uh, it's going to be interesting what kind of crowd now they have. But also, who has a fight in the game? Who, who, who's going to actually put, put up a fight and win? Uh, Rice's home games. Right now is, uh, let's see, let me get, get the schedule up here. Home games, September 11th, 5, 5.30, they play U of H. Uh, the next home game is, let's see. No, I'll take that back. Let me, let me start over because it just refreshed. First home game on the road, September 4th, Rice plays Arkansas. That's a loss. Second game is uh, September 11th, 5.30. They play U of H. September 18th, Rice goes to Texas and plays 7 o'clock Longhorn Network. They should be September 25th, they, uh, they play TSU at home, 5.30, ESPN Networks. Uh, probably ESPN Plus. Then it's getting, you know, they start getting into conference play. October the 2nd, 5.30 at home. They play Southern Miss. They could win that game. It'll be a hard struggle, but they could win. October 16th, they play UTSA. Question mark. Going, both teams, both situations are going through changes. Uh, this is going to be the runaway game. October 23rd, they go to Birmingham and play UAB. That's going to be a, a nice game. Here, and neither coach, neither team was, was happy about the end results, but it is what it is. October 30th, they play North Texas here. It'll be who wants it. North Texas is going through some changes, uh, quarterback changes, which is not good. 
November 7th, ESPN Networks. They at Charlotte on the road. That could be a loss. It's close loss, but it could be a loss. Next game is going to be real interesting. November 13th, 1 o'clock p.m. Western Kentucky comes into town with a new quarterback that was sitting over on Fondren and Beechnut for the last four years. Bailey Zappi. Moving from FCS to FBS. And it'll be interesting what that game looks like. He's got better protection up front. And he's got some uh, weapons and all to work with, a lot more weapons to work with at Western Kentucky. It'll be interesting how many yards and all and how many how many points and all gets put up in that game. I'm looking forward to that. Then Saturday, November the 20th, Rice goes to UTEP. The game that was canceled because of COVID. It's both, both, that's, that's a question mark. Big question mark. And then the last game of the season scheduled for November 22nd, 27th. Uh, they play La Tech at home. For like, that's Thanksgiving weekend. La Tech is going to push their game and going to push the limit. How many did, did, you, did you see out of that? One. Not a lot. I see TSU. Uh, two, three. Three to five, if things fall their way. That's it. Okay. You being kind. Uh, one one non-conference game, and then one. Maybe, mm, maybe four and eight. Yeah. Five games maybe to be four and eight. Be, and you made seven and five, maybe. Yeah. It is not good looking at football here in the city of Houston. And let's see. Let me good. pull up TSU football and then we'll TSU? close it out. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Okay. Um, but this is what we're doing. And folks, how, how can folks find you on the, since you are the college sports oh. reporter, sir? How can folks find you, keep up with you as we get back into the swing of things now that I'm in the process of putting some, some work into it, doing some editing, but you can find me online at the college sports, www.thecollegesports.com. That's the name. That's the website. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, on their platforms as JLW JL Woodley one on Twitter, tweet that on Facebook. It's Shirley Woodley Jr. And on YouTube is AKSV VCSR. All right, here's TSU's schedule for the fall season football schedule. Labor Day Classic, Saturday, September 4th. At BBVE Stadium versus PV, Prairie and m September 11th, 6 p.m. in Waco at Baylor on ESPN Plus. Excuse me, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. September 25th, Saturday, 5.30 at Rice. Okay. Saturday, October 2nd, homecoming will be versus North American University. So Saturday, September 9th, yeah. Arlington, Texas versus Southern October 16th, Saturday, at Grambling. October 23rd, home versus Alcorn State. Saturday, October 30th, home versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. Saturday, January 6th, Wildcat. Make this trip, Wildcat, at Jackson State. Saturday, November 13th, home versus Alabama A&M. I can do that. Saturday, November 20th, at Alabama State. I didn't see too many wins in there, Jerry. I didn't see too many wins in, in yeah. that at all. No. Uh-uh. Which, uh-uh. If, in that case, would Coach McKinney be in trouble? Yeah. Yep. Because this would be, yeah, this would be year three for him. Yep. Because they were, they were. Yeah, he and Dana came in at the same time. Weren't they winless? 
Yeah, what his they years? still are winning in, com- in, in conference play. Yes. Yeah. So that's not a good look there. And while we're at it, uh, let's see. Prairie View mm-hmm. football. I got them since, you know, it's not like I'm going to get any emails from Prairie View Athletics. But um, let's see if I can pull it up here. Having difficulty on, with their website here. Are oh, they being fancy? Uh, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. PV football schedule. Obviously, the first game, Labor Day Classic, Saturday, September 4th at TSU. September 11th in San Antonio at Incarnate Word. September 18th versus HBU on the Hill. September 25th in Dallas versus Grambling. uh, Saturday, October 2nd versus Pine Bluff on the Hill. October 16th Hmm. in Daytona Beach, Florida versus Bethune Cookman, a new member to the SWAC. As effective 2021, is it is it June 1st? Is it June 1st or July 1st when they officially become members? Is it July 1st uh, when, when FAMU you, and Bethune you know join SWAC? I, I really don't know, but you, the way most of them are set up is July 1st when they so, make those they make when it all becomes official because that's at the end of the uh the uh previous school year's uh athletics is in June. So looking forward to that. So yeah, PV in Daytona oh, yeah. Beach, Florida, October 16th, Saturday. Might be a road trip there. Of course, that's right around the start of basketball season for college hoops for me. But anyway, Saturday, yeah. October 23rd in Baton Rouge at Southern. And then to close out, oh, no, then we got two more games to close out the season. Saturday, November 6th versus Alabama State on the Hill. And then close out the season at Alcorn State on Saturday, November 13th. No family oh, this year? So... Okay, this is oh no, they oh, they got more games here. I, I thought this was a joke. I didn't. That's why I didn't want to mention it. But Saturday, November twentieth, at Texas A and M. Really? So that's a check. So let me, let me. I see that little smirk on your face. Come on. So, <laughs> but, so is that the is that the real money game for the year? That's got to be that the real money game. game. You know, I mean, it's you know they're in the system, but really, that's please. Uh, and then yeah. Valley, Mississippi Valley State on November 27th, Saturday on the Hill. Prairie View closed out their home season and the schedule before possibly playing in the SWAC championship game on that is scheduled for December 4th, Saturday. Hopefully. But, um, Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So we shall see. Let me go Hopefully. back to TSU because I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't mention TSU playing uh, FAMU or Bethune Cookman. Did I? No, I didn't hear you mention it. So that, yeah, that, that, that's maybe I missed it. Maybe I didn't go far enough down the schedule because I was thought I was finished. So let me go back to uh, tsusports.com and see if Dr. McGinty okay. has posted the schedule here. Uh, let's see. Well, then, why you doing? Why you doing that? I'm a, I've got a, uh, I've got the HBU football upcoming season. Uh, it's interesting. No, sir. Uh, not here. There's no, no, no Bethune Cookman, nor FAMU. So maybe that's, oh. uh, oh, maybe the schedule's incomplete. Well, it, it could be since, uh, wow, since Alabama, you know, the, the Alabama schools and all are moving over into the West, uh, if I'm not mistaken, who is it? Is, is it Alabama or Mississippi schools now moving over? Alcorn State. Oh, yeah. It's, the it's, West. It's, so, yeah. All right, then. Well, it's, 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 that's probably the reason why then. It's probably the reason why. Uh, <clears throat> now, this is what HBU has on the schedule. These games are going to be competitive for the right reason. Uh, they open up the season September 2nd on the road in Albuquerque at New Mexico. Then September 11th, they play Northern Colorado at home. Uh, that's the first home game of the season, 6 o'clock p.m. Then they go up on the hill and and play Prairie View. That's going to be an interesting game. Just because. Uh, it would have been a lot more interesting if they'd made a hold on to the quarterback, but they were. And they, October, they go on the road to Nickel State and they start a, a, a conference play. After that, they've got October 9th, 
They play Northwestern State here at home. And then the next week, October 16th, they go back on the road to southeastern Louisiana, down to Hammond. Uh, October 23rd, they play Nicholas at, uh, here at home again. I don't know how this Oh, I know it is. It's the year the landscape changes in, uh, in the Southland. Folks, it's going to look kind of crazy. Uh, then October 30th, they go on the road to uh, Incarnate Word. And on November the 6th, they play Northwestern State again on the road. Then they back here on November 13th to play Magnese, 2 o'clock. Husky Stadium on campus. And then, and, that, and that's it. That's, all what, that's what they've got on the schedule. And that is November 13th. That's the last game of the season for them, for HBU. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And out of that, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four, four or five games. They should finish 500 this year. They should finish 500. And with that, I think we'll be, well, will you be making any uh, trips to media days, football media days? You know, it's, uh, I hadn't got back, well, I put it like this. I hadn't received any information from some folks uh, as far as conference-wise, but I was told at UT there will be an, and then uh, there will be a in-person football media day. I was told that. Uh, okay. But things could change. You know, this is the world we live in now. You and I are adapting as we go along. And these programs are doing the same thing. So we really won't know until the conferences set the standard, but the schools are also set. And just like the SEC, if they say they in in a, in a Big Ten said they doing face to face, you know everybody else is going to just like, oh, okay, we got to do this, we got to do this. And landscape is changing all over the place. I'm gonna be interested to see how Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, uh, and Abilene Christian all adapt moving over into the West. Because correct, that that's going to be a different situation, and the wagon's moving back to football, and it's for the first time in I think about ten years at least. It may even be longer than that, because they just did away with it to make it all work for them financially. And it what, they stayed one more thing on. as we close it out, and I got to get your take on this, your thoughts on this. Okay. What what is wrong with people in what is wrong with fans, Wildcat? Why, oh, why are people dude, spitting on I'm people? I'm so glad you brought that up, man. Uh I don't get that. Because what do you think should be done with fans act ignorant like this? See, I go back to the point that when I was coming up, the reason that at at one at some point while I when I started first started watching basketball especially on TV, how they got the name Cagers was because of that fact. Yep. They would play, the teams had to play inside a cage fence to protect them from the, from the crazy fans who were smoking, drinking, being belligerent, coming right up to the, the all the way up because all, coming out, or running onto the court and punching plays. That's the only thing we hadn't had yet. But it could happen. And with this this particular season, like the other night, by there being no fans on the floor, security had to basically run half the court just to catch the guy on the baseline up under the basket. That's how that's how much distance that, that per, how much time that person had jumping over that rail, running down on the floor, 
And that's in between a break that was coming his way. And if the, referee, the third official had been standing down there, ain't no telling what would have happened. We just don't know. And these fans now, they are being unleashed, is what I call them. They've been cooped up in the house, uh, not being able to, to, to get out. Now they're getting out. They're drinking. Everybody want to have something to say. And they're just feeling, hey, I got freedom. I'm going to get out on the floor and I'm going to touch one of these players up until they walk up on the right person. And I'm saying it just like that. A Steven Jackson type guy, a Dennis Rodman type guy, I'll call them along. They're going to get punched. And it ain't going to be, be cute when it's over with. What should, what should, what can the NBA do? Do you want them to put up cages, fences, and take away that money, that revenue from the, the hoity-toities? You know what? Until you figure out where, which direction you want to go, you got to always remember something. And I never forget this as long as I live because this was told to me when I, when I first started doing uh, professional events. The product is what's out on the floor, out on the field of play. That's what you got to protect. If you can't protect that, you might as well give it up. They got to protect the players. They can't be concerned about fans, uh, ownership, or uh, uh, sponsors, or uh, uh, money folks. You got to protect your product, and your product is the players that's out on the floor. Because if you can't protect them, so are you, you saying that, So are you saying that they need to put up cages? Move move fans off. off they, the court? They, they're gonna have to put up nets. You can put up nets. You can put up those temporary nets, like you're doing baseball for the, the uh, for the protection nets. They can put those up. Because all do you, you want to do is restrict. Happen? Come again? Do you think that will happen? I hope so. When? If need be, you probably need to do it to start next season. Because you can put temporary nets up. In every okay. arena, you can put t- temporary nets up. You can't. So, okay, so that soon, you're thinking this, you, you, you're thinking it should happen that soon. Yes. Because if, you, if you've had two, what, two incidents now? This is the second incident? Of what? There have been a total of five. Oh, and then I missed some then. See, that's two minutes. There that's been one, two minutes. The, the spitting incident, the, on, yeah, the tra- on the tra- on train on the fan Detroit. That's I, Detroit, I, I forgot about that. I forgot so, about the that. The popcorn toss on Russell Westbrook. The bottle okay, toss on, on Kyrie Irving. Okay. Water bottle toss. The fan, ignorant fan getting tackled on the court yeah. at the Wizards Sixers game. And then the game in Utah, Memphis and uh, Utah, when I think two fans, maybe two or three fans were cussing out and using being disrespectful and profane speech to John Morant, dad, and, and, and our wow. family. Wow. And some of this is liquid courage, too. So they might have to ban alcohol sales yeah. at halftime, something like that, too, as well. Well, see, now that, that, that's the other thing now. The NBA has a policy. At the end of, as soon as they start, the clock starts, at the beginning of the fourth period, there mm-hmm. is no alcohol allowed back in the arena. But now, what if the so, stands, so you can't, you can't take there? alcohol back in the arena? And if they you have a problem, quarter? With it, huh? Should they change it to the third quarter? No, it's 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 the beginning when the clock starts. No, no, no. Should they change it to the beginning of the third quarter? So right after uh, halftime. Yeah, you probably could. You you probably should, because you get what five minutes or three minutes in between quarters. Is that what it is? You know, depending on TV. And I think that's what it is. But yeah. But, I'm I'm that's what I'm asking you. Should they say you cannot bring your drinks to your seat? Once the, th- once the second half starts. Oh, yeah, I would be at that. I, 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 I would agree. With it. Until my point gets proven, yeah, I can see myself doing that as a commissioner and wouldn't because, care. Yeah, because that they might need to go that route. And then if that doesn't work, then they're just going to have to say, put up nets, place the glass, turn it, turn it into hockey games, you know, build up oh, yeah. whatever, something because – this ignorance is going to cost them money 
in the long Down run the road, yeah. in a lawsuit. Yeah. And literally, you could go with the hockey glass. You could go, you could go with the hockey glass. So, you know, there are some options there that I, something needs to happen because ignorance is reigning supreme in sports. You know, people get in fights in baseball, in baseball stands, Dodgers, Astros game, people get in fights, throwing hands, you know, people being cooped up. I understand that, but I, I never wanted to spit on a player. I never wanted to run on the court, act, act a fool. I never uh-huh. wanted to toss a bottle on anybody. I never wanted to toss popcorn on anybody. You know, we, these are all excuses for ignorance. And I don't tolerate it. I don't care what it is. Freedom of speech, my behind. Because I'm like Bradley Beal said, I'm, Brad's like, I'm not worried about it because no fan is going to come to me, going to approach me. But if they do, my hands can work. I can throw these hands. So <laughs> there you go. You know, don't, you know, you some go. of these fans, but see, some of these folks, they want to get hit because they want to get, they want to file a, law, a law, lawsuit and collect some, and think they're going to collect some money out of it like that even though they're running on the court trespassing. But they, you know, all it takes is one, one ambulance chasing lawyer can say, hey, hey, man, well, he, he hit you, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. He, he, he. The rest yep. now yep. is skewed. You know, it's, it's where we are in society now. But Wildcat, we, we did it, chopped it up a little bit on this KG and Fifth of Wildcat uh, podcast that we'll probably put on audio format, just test it out, put out there for the listeners. On check it out. We're gonna do these more often. I think you'll be. Oh, touch on it. Uh, you'll be in uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, yes. Softball. So mention yes. Uh, Sunday, Sunday through uh, uh, starting Sunday, I will be in Oklahoma City at the Women College World Series. Uh, softball uh, is something that I follow. I, I've uh, umpired a couple of games uh, here in town adult and uh, high school back in the day. but uh, And uh, I still I love the game just because some of I finally realized why softball is what it is. Natural throwing motion and pitches don't get worn out. You have issues and all with, you know, the bats and all coming around and folks and on the running base path. But as far as the pitching part of it, I love that part. Because you and I watched a young lady here in town at U of H when she was reigning queen in a circle. Chris, she could go the weekend. She could put two games in, sometimes even three. And in softball, you could get somebody. If you got five pitches on the squad, you could win a lot of games. And you could get to Oklahoma City. Back then and now. That's the one part of the game that hasn't changed uh, uh, since it's been structured. In softball, it is about that circle. Because you can have a lot of bats, but if you can't keep people off their base, you're going to get beat to death. Because they're just going to put numbers up. Correct. You got to remember that. Matter of fact, let me see... uh, Oh, yeah, because the bracket is out. I still don't have a TV schedule yet because I hadn't had uh, had time and all to check it out. But uh, they've got uh, the bracket one. It'll be number one overall, Oklahoma, against uh, – uh, I think they're playing – if I read this correctly, they're playing Oklahoma State right off the top. James Madison, who's making that first opportunity to, to uh, get to the tournament, get to uh, get to Oklahoma City, uh, Georgia, who is let's see, Georgia, Alabama, they are the two SEC teams. The Big Twelve has got two: Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. UCLA, the last champion that uh, was crowned uh, out of the uh, Pac-12, along with Arizona. And then Florida State makes their return to uh, Oklahoma City. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward All to right. it. I, I, I was able to, to get the uh, time and stuff here. Uh, Thursday, June 3rd, game one, Oklahoma versus James Madison, okay. 11 a.m. on ESPN. Game two, Georgia versus Oklahoma State, 1.30 p.m. on ESPN. 
Game three, Arizona versus Alabama, 6 p.m. on ESPN. And then to close out the first day of action, game four, Florida State versus UCLA, 8.30 p.m. on also on ESPN. And all these uh, outside of the first game, the rest of the games uh, will depend on – that starting time will depend on how the, the game in front of it finishes. Correct. Because they are all giving each other at least 45 minutes uh, in between games uh, trying to. And I have sat there and been uh, 1 o'clock – Leaving the uh, leaving the uh, ball field, headed back to the, the hotel, just because of situations, because they can get the extra innings, or uh, the weather could change on. But I love going to Oklahoma City just as much as I love going to Omaha, uh, and I'm hoping at some point that somebody here in town makes a return trip. Good luck and with we- that thought there. Yeah, so with, with that positive thought, I'm going to close it out. I got to stay positive, man. You got to support yeah. the home team. But they got to do their they, job, though. They got to do their job. Keep hope alive there. Keep hope alive with that thought there. That's the fifth of Wildcat being positive. And I'm KG, Chris Gardner, being a realist. Um, thank you very much for tuning in to our first podcast in three years of this format. We're going to do more. As uh, time and schedule permits, you can also tune in uh, to me on the lunch break on Thursdays on KYK with AJ Andre Jones. I'm back doing my interviews on my YouTube channel as well as the podcast platforms. If you haven't listened to or watched my interview with Rice's Quince Oliveri, go to my YouTube channel at Houston Round Bar View. Check that out. Uh, I got a teammate of his has agreed to join me for the interview. So look for that sometime later this week. So branching out. And just so I'm putting it out there to the listeners of this podcast, yes, I, I have. I've already interviewed Quincy Oliveri from Rice. I'm working on to get another player from Rice to interview, have a conversation with U of H alum saying, Why don't you have any U of H players? Because they have agreed to talk to me. Simple as that. You, 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 you do the rest. So all you can do is ask. All I can do is ask. ask. And keep in mind, I did get Justin Gorham on, but Justin graduated. No current players. Keep that in mind. So don't don't get it twisted. Just keep that in mind. Wildcat, thank you as always. We'll do this again it's soon. Crazy. And uh, you take care. Tune in to uh, HoustonRoundBarView.com. Houston Round Bar View has been around since 1994. Local name, national perspective. Wildcat's website will be up soon at the College Sports Report. Dot com 2021. We've said it for a while. We're, we're getting past COVID. Both of us have been vaccinated, got our shots. We've made it through the 2020 2021 season. We're building that bridge to get to the 21 2021 22 season. The bridge is being built brick by brick, brick by brick. And you will see throughout this coming season that the fruits of our labors have paid off. Trust me when I say that. Take care.